Five days earlier, Lovingson had dropped me off at the airport so that I could take a trip to Mexico with a friend. He had hugged me goodbye as I excitedly bounded off on an adventure that would nearly destroy me. When I returned home, I could hardly look him in the eye. I had been sending him updates about how the trip was going until my phone was smashed and my credit card was cut into pieces. Through a series of progressively worse decisions, I found myself waking up to a massive hangover, a very spotty memory, and a totally destroyed hotel room. As I clumsily looked for something to wear, I found that my shirt had been cut in half. I stared at it in confusion. What? Not understanding, I looked for something else to wear. Everything on the floor around me had been chopped up. I opened the suitcase and discovered that all of my clothes, shirts, bras, underwear, everything had been cut in too. Still confused, I looked for my friend who had invited me on this trip. He was nowhere to be found. As I went to the bathroom, I realized it wasn't just my clothing. It was everything I had brought. My makeup bag had been ruined, the soap was poured down the drain, and my brand new phone had been smashed beyond repair. Who would have done this? And then I thought, what about my passport? My stomach dropped and I froze as I realized the implications of what I was seeing. In a panic, I scrambled to find my passport and other documents. Thankfully, they had been spared. There was only one other person who could have done this, the person who had invited me to go with him. But why? I had assumed that traveling with a gay man would mean a delightfully platonic holiday experience. I was wrong. I found him by the pool, and I was so confused and angry I could hardly speak. He said that I had slept with the guy he was interested in, and since he was drunk and angry and jealous, he did what he did. I didn't know what to say. Thankfully, we were returning home that day, and so in uncomfortable silence, we did our best to give each other space and just get back to Canada. With no money and in a foreign country with only the clothes on my back, I was in no position to start making demands. I found a computer room where I briefly informed Lovingston of what had happened. When he picked me up at the airport, I couldn't look at him. He drove me home in silence. Since he had to go to work, he quickly dropped me off, but before I got out of the van, he looked at me with deep disappointment and compassion. He picked up the Bible that he kept in his car and put it in my hands. Here. I think you need this, he said. My eyes welled up with tears and the lump in my throat was too big to say anything. Hi, I'm Lily Matanguisa and you're listening to the Forever Love Podcast. The story I shared with you today took place about a year before Lovingson and I got married. It was one of the lowest points in my life, and to this day, it still brings up a lot of shame for me. But that shame is rooted in lies, and it doesn't serve me. I can look back at the woman I used to be and cringe, or I can look back with deep compassion and love for someone who is living in a place of fear. Now, to be clear, my fear does not justify my actions or those of others. It merely helps explain them. We all have experiences from our past that can bring up painful emotions for us, whether we're the victim of someone else's bad behavior or our own. But it's not the memories themselves that cause the pain. 
It's our current thoughts that do all the damage. And so, when reflecting upon where we've come from, we have two choices, empathy or judgment. In today's episode, I want to share with you how you can choose the path of empathy and why taking the path of judgment is so destructive. Let's begin by talking about what empathy really is. Empathy is the antidote to judgment. Empathy is intimate and it fuels connection. Empathy is a choice. It's not about making things better. It's simply about acknowledging what is. Empathy is about connecting to who you used to be rather than trying to reject yourself. Because when we are rejecting and pushing against whatever we did or whoever we used to be, we can't let it go. We stay connected to it through judgment. Now, here's the thing you need to know about judgment. As humans, we are not equipped for it. But we love to judge because it makes us feel like God. But we are not God. So whenever we do it, we end up hurting ourselves. It's hard to recognize the damage we're doing when we're judging because in the moment, it feels very protective. But it's like protecting yourself by getting into a beautiful satin padded coffin and closing the lid. Jesus tells us, judge not, because judgment destroys relationships. As we judge one another and ourselves, it's as if we're putting up walls and stepping into our own little protective coffins of self-indulgent defense. And when you judge your past self, it's like breaking yourself into all these different fragments of parts of you that are good and parts that are bad. But what God does is he gathers up all our broken pieces and restores us to wholeness. Then he looks at that and judges it and says, this is good. You are worth saving. You are worthy of the blood of the lamb. For too many of us, we are living in fear of our past. We live in fear of people finding out who we were and what we've done. We live in fear of our memories. A lot of us are afraid that our sins fall under some kind of special category that is not covered by the blood of Christ. And so even though we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are still trying to make up for whatever we've done. And that is a real waste of time, effort, and energy. Because even though we might be doing what looks like good works from the outside, they're being fueled by fear on the inside. This is why so many people who love Christ struggle, because they still don't really trust him. But when we choose the path of empathy and we begin practicing empathy within our own lives and especially towards our past failures, we show up in a way that fuels connection and wholeness. Empathy allows us to sit with the truth. It doesn't try to justify it. It doesn't try to rationalize it. It simply allows it to be. Empathy acknowledges the pain and suffering. And ultimately, empathy restores our humanity. Judgment, though, in the hands of humans, can never do that. Let me leave you with this. Leave judgment to God. Err on the side of love 
and choose the path of empathy. This has been another episode of the Forever Love Podcast with me, Lily Matonguiza. Thank you for listening and God bless you. This episode is sponsored by my free Relationship Starter Course. Discover the first step to an equally yoked, Christ-centered relationship. In this free course, you're going to learn who you are in Christ, what your core values are, and how to attract an equally yoked partner. Your marriage matters, and I believe that the best time to prepare for it is now, while you're single. That's why I created this brand new three-part mini training series to teach single women how to love themselves deeply and authentically for who they are in Christ so that they can establish healthy, Christ-centered relationships. When you know who you are, and more importantly, whose you are, you'll never settle for less than God's best. Go to Proverbs2426.com slash start. That's Proverbs 2426.com slash start and begin today. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, I want to encourage you to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the tools, wisdom, and stories that will support you on your journey towards forever love. This has been another episode of the Forever Love Podcast with Lily Matonguiza. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And I'll see you again soon.